We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Tyrese Halliburton, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. What is going on? Welcome back to another episode here of Setting the Pace. I'm your host, Alex Golden, and joining me is the one and only Michael J. Fachi. Fachi, how's it going, brother? Oh, man, I am doing good, but Alex, it's the offseason, and I need more Pacer basketball, so you know we're getting crafty. Kind of come up with some ideas today, and this one uh, I'm a bit excited about. Yeah, we are going to start our season goal series for players and maybe individual episodes. That's what we're going to do today, because... We are just going to take today's episode to talk about Tyrese Halliburton, and we both have three goals that we're going to give Tyrese, hopefully, to that he achieves this year. So hopefully that makes some sense. We did it last year with our season goals. I think we did it by position, but this time we're going to do it kind of a little bit different. If we feel like there's a player that deserves more time in, on, in terms of talking space. We wanted to give them their own episode, so we're definitely going to do that for Tyrese today. So Fachi, I'm curious, what's the first goal that you have for Tyrese? All right, now this is tough of which one I want to start with. So I'll start, you know, maybe a little bit lower and work my way up. But first goal, stay healthy, a.k.a. can you play 70-plus games this year? Yeah. The days of playing 82 games in a season. Look, Alex, it's it's all but a myth, an urban legend. It's just something you don't see anymore. However, Tyrese played just 56 games last year, somewhere by design to keep him out, out keep him healthy. But the Pacers were 28 and 28 in those games, meaning they were just 7 and 19 without him. This team starts and ends with Halliburton. And if he can't stay healthy, then we can't do much. But if he can play, say, 72 of the 82 games, it feels like anything's possible for this Pacers team. Plus, if he doesn't play at least 65 games, we know he won't be eligible for an all all NBA team as you need to play at least 65 games. Yeah. And I mean, your health 
point, it goes right into my first goal. My first goal was make the All-NBA team. I know that there's a lot of pressure to do that, but I think De'Aaron Fox made it last year, if I'm not mistaken, for the third team uh, All-NBA with Sabonis. So that's a good goal for him. I think the Pacers make the playoffs and kind of surprise people, and they win a lot of games, and he puts up some serious numbers. There was people even talking about him in the conversation last year. I just think that he fell short because, like you said, the number of games that he played, he kind of just didn't really have much of a case. But had he played 65, 70 games, one, the Pacers are probably at least in the play-in tournament last season, maybe even the playoffs. Who knows what would have happened there? But they were really in that in that range between 5, 6, and 7 for a while until they went down. So I just feel like he's got what it takes to be an All-NBA type of point guard. And we've seen players like that on the Pacers do that. I think Victor Oladipo made the third-team All-NBA when – uh, he mm-hmm. first came over here from OKC. Paul George has been an All-NBA guy. So definitely want to see another Pacers guy get in there and get that All-NBA love. And I think Tyrese Halliburton, this is a perfect year for him to do it. And we've already seen him with Team USA kind of taking that next step and and just being that offensive connector. So I'm curious to see if he can take another step in his game. And, and his, is it his third or fourth season coming to fourth, fourth year right fourth now? Fourth season. Right? Yeah. Yep. It's gone so fast because that first year was quick. So coming into his fourth year. I think now's the time. Make All-NBA. Now is the time, and that is my next goal. It is make an All-NBA team because, look, Tyrese took the leap last year from promising young player to All-Star, and deservingly so. He very much was. But the Pacers, they didn't have you know that record for him to be a shoe-in, so his play had to really be there. If mm-hmm. Halliburton wants to bump his contract guarantee – from $207 million to $260 million, he's going to have to make an All-NBA team. And if he does, it will likely mean that the Pacers are in the playoff hunt. Because I think at minimum, a play-in team. Because I don't think that the, the NBA voters are going to shine upon Halliburton if the Pacers are right in that 35-win category. So he likely won't admit it, but it's probably his number one personal goal, given what's at stake financially. And the only, the only All-NBA player last year who who didn't make at least the play-in game was Damian Lillard, who averaged mm. over 30 points per game. Now, Tyrese hasn't quite achieved uh, achieved Damian Lillard's status, so winning is going to be extremely important if he wants to make All-NBA. So I do think that it's a, um, it's a goal that could be personal and team-related. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that it's going to be like him making All-NBA is going to be a reflection of how good our team is as well. It's like the two and two go hand hand in hand. It's not like, oh, Tyrese is putting up great numbers, but our team sucks. Like, no, that's not how it's going to be. Tyrese makes everybody around him better. Mm-hmm. And the reason he does that is because of his playmaking ability and his passing ability. Last season, Fachi, 585 assists for the year in just 56 games. He was clearly on pace to break Mark Jackson's record. I want him to bang. Yeah, Mark Jackson's single season record for assist is 713 assists in an 82 game season. Mark Jackson played all 82 games. And I believe this was one of my goals last year. So I'm going to go ahead and put it out there again because Tyrese has not beaten that goal yet or achieved that goal yet. And that is break Mark Jackson's single season record for assists. And that goes back once again to your first for your first goal. Stay healthy because we talk about it's the most cliche thing to say, but the best availability or the best ability is availability. So if he can stay healthy and he can be available, there is no reason why he should not shatter through the roof on this record right here. So 
I would like to see Tyrese Halliburton. Like, I think he's number, I think last year at 585, it was the 10th most assist in a, in a season for the Pacers by any point guard or anybody in a regular season. And he only played 56 games. So that's just kind of funny because he played two thirds of the season and already got a top 10 assist number for total assists in a, in a year. So I'm excited to see what he can do, but it would be funny just to see like over the next 10 years of Tyrese Halliburton's career to just see the numbers of the assist on the Pacers, like single season assist leader, Tyrese Halliburton have all the numbers one through 10, like just 10 seasons straight in a row where Tyrese just dominates that category. I would love that. And those records, they're meant to be broken. And I just feel like, you know, you talked about it. Mark Jackson played 82 games. I think that's something that Tyrese can probably break in 70 games, Probably, you know, and that just shows an unbelievable, you know, just the, the gifted passer that Halliburton really is. So uh, I want that record to go down, but my next and last goal, defensive player of the year. No, I'm just kidding. Look, (laughs) it's like, what? No, it's not even defensive player (laughs) of the year. It's not even all defensive team. It's just, can you remotely just be a very capable defender? That's what I'm asking for. Because at this point, we want him to not be someone that the opposition can target. But we also know that in order for the Pacers to buy in on defense, Halliburton said that he needs to lead by example. Mm -hmm. And I know the the stat can be skewed by being a bad defensive team. But Halliburton's defensive rating last year was 118.3. That's nothing to write home about at all. You don't want to even be sharing that information, let alone on a podcast. I'm sorry, Tyrese. But at this point, if he can just buy in and be more than just, he's always been good at hooking the ball loose, coming up with steals. This is a guy who for his career averages 1.6 steals, but it's far more than that. And I feel like he's getting his body into real good shape to be able to, you know, just play against some some bigger guards, be able to defend better on the perimeter, little things like that. But I think playing with Team USA and the scrimmages that are going on should do him wonders. And I truly believe, at minimum, he can be a very capable defender this year and especially in years to come. Yeah, I know that it was a point of emphasis for him to add more muscle to his body because he's been on different podcasts, and I believe it was Paul George's podcast where they talked about weightlifting and how it's so prominent here in Indiana and you get fined and stuff if you do not show up for your training or you're late or whatever like that I just thought it was interesting so Tyrese talked about getting fined like his first week here like he got a little slip and he's like man that's a big that's a big fine I think it was like a thousand dollars if I'm not mistaken so Pacers don't play around like they take training and and weightlifting very seriously and that does help because Tyrese has always been you know, a pretty thin guy. It's not like he's weak or anything like that, but he's just kind of lanky. He's not this buff guy. He's not like a Lance Stevenson who's, you know, bulldozing through guys going to the basket or a David West who's got even bigger muscles than than Lance Stevenson. But he's just a guy that's very finesse, a guy that has the Euro type of basketball where he's able to get around guys and use his speed and his quickness and his length to, to get to the basket. So that's really interesting when you... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Bring up Team USA. I don't know if you heard this or not, but on Bill Simmons' podcast, he was talking about how Tyrese Halliburton and Austin Reeves need to be out there more when they close games because of their ability to be multi-versatile in terms of they can play different positions. He said uh, Jalen Brunson is you know, a really good point guard, but for the Knicks it works, but for Team USA, he really can't do much. He, he can get beat on defense because he's a little bit smaller, and then offensively, if you don't have the ball in his hands, then it's not – something he can he's not really good at playing off the ball as well so anthony edwards it feels like this team usa is his team right now yes it very much does and if you have tyrese out there he's able to play off ball because when he did it in the first two years with sacramento playing next to fox he can be kind of a catch and shoot guy he's also just a great offensive connector so i think one of the things you're talking about with you know being a better defender playing multiple positions that just brought me to that point which i thought that's something i wanted to talk with you about because we love when he has the ball in his hands, but how much more of an impact can he have when the ball is not in his hands? No, that, that's great. And I just think that this is where we know we know what his strengths are. But now it's about strengthening his weaknesses. And I do think this is going to be a big year for Halliburton on the defensive side of the ball and especially moving forward because the Pacers cannot have many more seasons um, being towards the bottom of the league in defensive ratings or anything of the sort points per game led up pretty much every category you can think of and then mm. expect to also be playing winning basketball so hey a guy like Tyrese who's now stepped into being a leader this is where you got to lead by example on the defensive end just like you mentioned absolutely so my last and final goal I believe I had this same goal last year too because once again it was a goal that he did not achieve that is make the 50 40 90 club last year he was really close Foch. And it was only 56 games, so I don't know if he would have qualified, but he was 49% from two, 40% from three, and 87.1% from the free throw line. So he was on the cusp of becoming a 50-40-90 guy, and I think that will only help strengthen his case if he be, if he can become a 50-40-90 guy for the at least a 72-game season, right? I, I think that only helps solidify his case for All-NBA. I think it helps him get back to the All-Star game. And I think that it's only going to help him break Mark Jackson's record. So just being a super efficient player, like it's really hard to do that. But I think that Tyrese is that special that he has the ability to have a high number of reps on shooting, but it's still not impact his overall efficiency as much as maybe some other guys who need a lot of more shots to hit that high clip. But I, I don't think Tyrese is going to need that. I think he's going to be fine being able to reach those numbers because of how close he was last year. Exactly. That's 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 what makes it all very possible is that you mentioned how close he really was. And I just feel like that is something that's doable for him. And how crazy does that sound? Because mm -hmm. when we were growing up, it was such a select group of players that had ever done it. It was like five players. I know a couple more have done it in recent years, but he was really close. And Tyrese in his first year in Indiana did shoot 50%. It's just 26 games. But last year in 56 games to shoot 49%, 
it shows that, wow, a 50-40-90 guy, that does feel like, how do you leave that type of guy off of an All-NBA roster if the Pacers are winning? Mm-hmm. So I do think those are some great metrics to shoot for. I almost want to hear it out of Halliburton's mouth because when he came on our show, he was like a like a prophecy. He was just like, all right, here's what I want to do. And then he went out and did it. He was mm-hmm. like, I want to make an all-star game and I want to average 2010. And yeah. then he goes out there and just does it. Yeah. So I almost want to hear him say, hmm, let me see, uh, 50, 40, 90, all NBA. And then at that point, I'm going to be, this man is just speaking it into existence. So I think that that's a great goal. Uh, and which, you know, basically off of what we saw last year, I've never imagined someone able to predict that for someone and then have them do it unless it's like uh, Kevin Durant or, you know, like a Steve Nash or any of those type of players who are Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say this because it's a, it's a really hard thing to put down for a goal because it's not like here's one of the things for a goal that's hard to put down. I'm trying to say this the right way. We could have both said, well, he needs to be a better leader this year. Okay, that's true. But like. How do you ju- you know judge someone by that by putting that down as a goal? Like I felt like everything that I put was achievable. Everything you put was an achievable goal. But I think that something we probably both would say we're in unison on is him taking another step with that leadership. Now yes. that he has inked that deal to be the franchise player, so you're get I guess instead of getting three from each of us, you're getting an extra bonus one here from the both of us. But we we heard Chad Buchanan say it. They didn't bring James Johnson back. They didn't bring George Hill back. Their roster's full right now. And part of that was intentional to try to allow some of these young guys to step up and take on that leadership role that those veterans carried last year. We know that Tyrese is a natural leader. He's got an infectious personality for for a positive way. And I think that everybody that plays with him has a great time. They're always smiling and if you're not, it's because you're not getting on the court. That's the only reason people are upset when they're on the Pacers because when you play with Tyrese, the guy's going to get you the ball if you're open. So personally for me, I would love to see him just take that step, one another step, I should say, in that leadership role and not be afraid to take over games, not be afraid to be a little bit more selfish with the basketball. He, he, he showed that more last year towards the end of the season, but I still want to see that I'm the face of the franchise, put the ball in my hands, yeah, I'm not afraid to pass to Buddy for an open three or Andrew Nimhart for a game-winning three over LeBron James, but I want the ball in my hands to close games out. We don't want to see the ball, no offense, in like a Benedict Matherin's hands in year two, isolating with Tyrese on the court. I think that at this point in both of their careers, you want Tyrese Halliburton having the ball in his hand and being that leader to close the game out. Couldn't have said it better myself. And, and when Chad mentioned that, it was so true of like, at some point, there's got to be like a new leader. It can't just be like, well, James Johnson's been around the block or George Hills has been there before. It's like, no, Tyrese, this is your team. So at some point, you know, you've, I think he did a great job taking on that leadership last year. And we felt in the past, hey, in order for Halliburton to be Halliburton, Malcolm Brogdon's probably got to go. And yeah. the Pacers did that. Now, next, it's like, okay, hey, the, the, it's great to have a veteran voice in there. But sometimes you also want or you hope that your best player could also be your leader. And I think the Pacers are giving Halliburton every opportunity for that. And then when you mentioned the game winners last year, that was massive for his growth. I mean, some of the shots that he took against the Heat, the Bulls, and others, I mean, that's how you really grow as that leader in the final moments because you just can't simulate that. It's It's got to be real in that moment. And uh, to your point on that, 
I'm completely right. I agree with that because we saw Nemhard hit that amazing shot against the Lakers. Great. We saw Buddy Heald kind of have like a random chuck against like the 76ers earlier in the year. Like, that didn't work out well. <laughs> Give the ball to Tyrese Halliburton. Yes, if Matherin ends up taking a shot because he's open, Halliburton swings it. Great. Like Halliburton had a fantastic assist to Nemhard on that shot against the Lakers. But you can live and die by a Tyrese Halliburton shot. If he misses mm-hmm. it, I don't think one person's going to say, why did he shoot that? Or pass the ball, man. It's like, no, what does he already have? 10 to 15 assists at the point of trying to take that game winner? So I'm willing to, to, to go down with the ship any single time that shot clock's running down and Tyrese wants to shoot it. When you're such a willing passer, your teammates aren't going to be mad at all when you take the last second shot, knowing that you're the face of the franchise. And I think also one of the great things about Tyrese Halliburton, while his shot is a little bit different, that young man has a ton of range. And so he's able to step out and take tougher shots that a lot of guys on the team currently probably couldn't even take or make at such a high rate because we saw Halliburton hit some deep shots, especially against the the Miami Heat on the road. That one three that he took, you know, he's got that little sidestep three. His release is a little bit slow. We all know that it's a weird, unorthodox shot, but it goes in. And it's beautiful when it does, and who really cares how it looks? So I've gotten used to how uh, Tyree shoots. I thought that it might be a little bit problematic for the three-point shooting contest, and it was not a problem. So, you know what? We we can't overthink this stuff. I think Tyrese is just that special of a player that you continue to allow him to showcase how special he is. And I I feel like if he continues to do that, he's only going to make this team better. And and I'm curious what players are going to attach themselves to him and, you know, ride on Superman's cape as he's leading them to their final destination because you need guys that can step up their game. And I think kind of just clinging to Halliburton's the way to go about doing that. You know, it truly is. And I just love that when you look across the board, there isn't another thing that you can really nitpick. I mean, his fouls, he committed 1.2 fouls per game last year. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Now you, you look at his turnovers, just two and a half turnovers to about 10 and a half assists. I mean, you got to love that. And I, I just feel like, look, he obviously he has certain things you're not going to ever expect him to be a shot blocker. He doesn't need to be a shot blocker. We have Miles Turner there. Then it's like, okay, could he get to the, the, the free throw line a little bit more? Yeah, he could, but he also took a solid improvement. He went from his first year with, you know, the total games between the Kings and the Pacers, two and a half appearances per game to last year, 3.6 appearances. So he is getting the line a little bit more. You'd obviously love for that to happen, but he's not someone that needs to force it and like you know, be become a Benedict Mathur where you're just kind of driving to the cup. He's always looking to make that smart play. Maybe that's even draw in the defense as he's getting in the paint and kick it out. So I just feel like we're in a great spot with, with where we're at with a young Tyrese Halliburton. 23 years old, coming off his first all-star appearance, getting that Team USA experience, I think is going to be something that just changes you as a player. Because yeah. if they if hey, if everything works out for in uh for Team USA, this man's going to be hungry to win more than ever before. And that will, will translate on the court. I totally agree with that, Flashy. And I think that's gonna wrap up our episode here of our season goals for Tyrus Halliburton, obviously. This is not a lengthy episode. We wanted to let you guys know ahead of time that these will probably be around 15 to 25 minutes in that range. Sometimes you might hear two or three players discussed, which might make it a little bit more lengthy. But with just one player to talk about here, we wanted to give Tyrese a good 20 plus minutes to talk about his game. But at this point, I think we've 
come to a good stopping point with our goals. And we would love to hear from you guys. If you have any goals that you'd like to see for Halliburton, leave them in the comment section on social media, wherever you like to find our stuff, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, even TikTok. If you're on there, message us, let us know what your goals are for Tyrese. But Fachi, go ahead and let people know where they can find us at on social media. Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at setting the pace three. You can find Alex on Twitter at Alex Golden NBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F A C C I. You can find us on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You can find us on Facebook at Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And Alex, tell them where they can check us out on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to youtube.com slash setting the pace, a Pacers podcast, where you can find all of our content there on the video browser. But if you're excited for the Pacers, we'll be back in action here in about six to seven weeks with some preseason action against the Memphis Grizzlies. Then hit me with those three words. Let's go Pacers! Setting the pace, going to the top. Setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast. Sweeping every team. We gonna need a mop.